0: Hey, Merlin, what's going on? Nothing, Dan. I'm just partying. <laughs> You're partying up there in San Francisco.
1: Yes, here in Frisco, there's always a party. <laughs> Hi.
0: How is yes. San Fran this time of year?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is it good? Wanna, that good? Oh, are you kidding me? You want it on a house by house basis? Where do you want to start?
0: Well, uh, start with the painted ladies. And- oh.
1: Ladies of Alamo Square,
0: they you go there a lot, right? Just to sit out on a little, little hill. And well, I don't so, know, is that ever... where you do your sketching?
1: That's where I do. Well, it's where I do a lot of my initial penciling. Yeah, I I, I do my inking <laughs> at the Golden Gate Bridge, right? And I do my coloring at Alcatraz, actually on the boat to Alcatraz, which is very windy. It is windy out there, <laughs> it's uh San Francisco. Yeah, is, so much uh, to
0: do, town that never <laughs> sleeps. You know what you could do? City you of Angels.
1: Oh, to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I learned? May I tell you? I want to get back to the postcards of San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Yes, but can I tell you what I learned? What did you learn?
1: Here's what I learned.
0: <clears throat> You're testing me. Nope, not doing it.
1: Thank you. Do you know the journey song, Lights? <laughs> when the lights. Yes, yes, yes. Go down in the city. And the sun shines on. He changed it to be The Bay, to be about Journey's nominal hometown of San Francisco. Because originally he wrote it as L.A., and it sounded better as The Bay. It's actually like, I think, Under the Bridge by that terrible Red Hot Chili Peppers band. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually about L.A. And everybody in San Francisco is like...
0: <sighs> that was the sound of cheering. <sighs> yes, that's the sound. <laughs> large crowd <laughs>
1: But think about, it. if you go back, whatever that is, 30 years or so, 35 yeah. years, you go, a sun shines on L.A. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a, it's a thriving town. And, um, Up and you know, coming. You know, it does what it can. It's constantly reinventing itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I, you know, I moved out here during the, one of the booms. I moved out during a boom. The, uh, the
0: dot com boom,
1: dot com boom, and uh, I, I remember reading and I, I bought a book about San Francisco, about San Fran, about Frisco. It's like a bone up on the booms. Yeah, well, and, you want to
0: know uh, what you're walking into?
1: Yes, I believe me. I know what I'm walking into. My, I got the shoes to prove it. Woo! <clears throat> in the uh, in uh, the boom, the boom of uh, 1849. You know, the big gold rush
0: boom, Sutter's yeah. Creek. Yeah.
1: You know, you know what they are charging in San Francisco for a gallon of milk?
0: I have no, no idea.
1: Five dollars. Come on. Yeah.
0: What size yeah. milk?
1: It's a, it, well, it was a you know it was a, a Civil War size gallon, so it was actually got half a gallon <laughs> because of the strife.
0: <clears throat>
1: uh, if you want to sleep on a board, I think that was ten dollars a night. I guess if you did not want to sleep on a board, you could pay less. You like
0: a bun- a board. bundling board. Bundle board. A <laughs> no, <bundle>, bundling
1: board. <laughs> But bundle board for ooh. you don't get a room you get a you, um, anyway things are fantastic in San Francisco my God I as you know I make a daily survey of of all of the city I check in with people I say how you doing and they say eh, pretty much the same you know no it's good it's nice here how's uh, how's Austin Texas
0: it's good yeah I don't think you've ever I've ever heard you say that before it's go- it's great.
1: I don't really see any need to talk about our cities, except I guess it localizes it. Yeah. How about that uh, traffic on the highway Mm. there? You do actually have traffic on the highway there. It's a big problem.
0: It is. It is a relatively big problem, yeah. you just got to avoid the rush hour, which starts at 3 and ends at 7.
1: 3 a.m. and 7 (laughs) p.m.
0: Right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
1: big Austin asterisk.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's it like to be able to walk to pretty much... All of the stuff that you need, because you you can really, right? I mean, I'm not saying that in a jokey way. Like you really no, can.
1: No, well, I mean, there's several levels to it. I mean, obviously, if you live in San Francisco, uh, everything is you know fairly nearby. But also, just by dint of the fact that if living here more than a month, you're able to literally walk anywhere. Mm-hmm. You could walk to daily City. You could walk to San Mateo. You could
0: probably <laughs> walk to San Jose, given enough time. It's
1: the way, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, time that's the other thing here. Is, you know, we get a we get the sun's very different, and there's fog. It's uh it's really it's a completely uh, different uh thought technology here. <laughs> so, uh it's good. I was very cold last night. But uh now I'm better and it should get up to 58 today.
0: Oh, wow, summertime.
1: Woo, it's uh yeah, it's weird. This is my um moving into my 15th Year here, oh really? And, well, I only, I only say that because you know the weather here is, as everybody knows, at least a little bit, pretty strange. The climate, the climate of San Francisco, is very strange. And you know, I think I'm getting used to it. And then I realize I'm not getting used to. It. You know, we have we had a drought. We've had a very bad drought here. This is interesting to talk about, as you know. Yeah, I, um, my my friend uh, Jason Snell on the internet. I follow him because he he follows the precipitation issue closely. We had we finally got rain week after last and.
0: We you got, and he hang out a, a quite a bit, if I, if I understand correctly.
1: Yeah, we can walk anywhere.
0: You guys just walk together. You said, why don't we meet? And he says, well, I'll, I'll start walking now.
1: See, that's the kind of thing you do in Texas, is make a, a, an agreement to meet somewhere. Here, you just walk and run into your right, friends. Right,
0: you just leave, you walk out your steps. And as, well, actually, there's some truth to this. Because um, the last time that uh, I was in San Francisco, Mer, or maybe the time before last, I, can't, I think it was the last time, uh, Merlin and I met in person to record... No, so second to last time we were recording this show at the offices of MacWorld, though. Mac and, oh, brother! I remember that one. And we 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 were done recording, and we were walking, as you do. And mm-hmm. uh, we were we a group. There were a group of developers hanging out because that's you know that's what happens there. They were sort of hanging out on the front steps of their office.
1: That's one of the pillars of XP: hanging out.
0: And they they shout Merlin. Merlin, Dan, and they they came over to us and we talked to them. It's just, that's just normal there for you.
1: Uh, Yeah, that that's pretty normal for me. But actually, if memory serves, they did not look at all at me and, and they all crowded around you because mm-hmm. they like all those other shows you
0: do. No, that was not true. That's what happened. I think if if there's ever a situation where you and I to, are together and there are people talking to me and not you, it's because they're petrified uh, to talk to you and they figure that I'm sort of like the sea lister and, you know, it's like, it, it would be kind of like if, uh, who's that guy you like, Ryan Gosling? Jonah Hill. If he showed up and Jack Nicholson showed up, mm. people would be terrified to talk to Jack, but they could walk over to the uh, the other guy and be like, hey, that's just, it's just Ryan.
1: Hmm. Wow, I just, there's so many levels on which to address the inappropriateness of that analogy. I don't think that's accurate.
0: You don't have the Jack Nicholson eyebrows or hairline. Hmm. You're shining um, again recently. Have you seen that?
1: You're an entrepreneur, Dan. People admire you. They want to ask you, "How do I do it? How do I do what you did? How do I quit? How do how do I go out there? <laughs> yes, how do I kick my corporate? How do I literally literally kick uh-huh. my corporate stooge job to the literal curb?" Yes. And you say first you got to get a curb.
0: Like I go. And then you got to get the job and then you got to Stop quit. touching me. Stop touching me. <laughs>
1: No, you do. You run into people, but I think it's kind of there's there's several parts to that that are absolutely not interesting. It's an availability heuristic. You notice it because you kind of noticed it, and it is kind of it's a it's a small geographical area. I mean the the entire geographical area of San Francisco, which includes a lot of the boring parts, like where I live, is just under 49 square miles. So seven by seven, as they say. It's about seven miles by seven miles. But the part where all the normal people actually hang out is really, really small. That is totally walkable. You could circumscribe that area three or four times in a day and still have time to pick up a MacBook Pro at one Stockton Street. I was just in there yesterday. They're doing fine, by the way. I'm relieved. Mm,
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, I just got a text. It's okay? Are it you all right?
1: No, it's 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 a real thorny issue for me. Actually, it's I I checked out I checked out a couple of books for a friend of my daughter's. I was her front, as uh, Woody Allen says. A beard, um, just a beard. I, I was her book beard. <laughs> right. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Are you interested in learning about a cat that enjoys flowers? Don't have a library card. No time. Handle on the door too high? Hi. I could be your book beard. Now, if you do that for a man, it's called a merkin.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Mer- mer- Merkin man. Mm-hmm.
1: Book beard.
0: <laughs> 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 what has happened to the show? This is a good show. This is what people like. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you become your catchphrases. That's the thing. People still send us pictures of the bathrooms.
0: These yeah, not weird. enough, but they do.
1: Well, I would say, you know, boy, I I like <laughs> it like, too much. I want Dan to curate all of those. So send them to Dan. Mm-hmm. When you ha- want to take a photo of a public restroom door handle, please go ahead and forward that
0: to Dan. I will. Sh- I will I, shoulder this responsibility for us. Because I am a busy, of of
1: busy book beard. <laughs> I love the library. I love the library. I don't love the bathrooms at the library, but. uh. I don't know why people feel the need to ruin a bathroom. I don't understand how that would enhance your experience. Is it a political statement? Is it about the 1%? Why you got to ruin a bathroom? That's ruin how? Like how ruin? You know what? Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, I just got a text. You know, I use this thing called Library Elf. You could use it if you want.
0: <laughs>
1: Library Elf is a service that you connect up. Really? I, I want to know. What the Look at that. It's funny. there. Are you imagining a notional elf? <laughs> yes. With like Burgess Meredith glasses? Oh, I was, I'm
0: enough at last. I was imagining <laughs> you in a Keebler elf hat in the library.
1: No! Down here. Down here. Hello. What are you doing sitting on that mushroom library elf? I'm here to help. Come over here to the graphic novels. <laughs> Do you like Pokemon? <laughs>
0: Uh, track your library books. Let ELF help you manage your library loans and holds. Yeah. Avoid overdue. with tra- email tra- loans.
1: probably a 43 folder toast about it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a great new way to hack your library card. <laughs> I used to use that like that was a thing. I yeah. used to say things like that. I, I, would, I, would, I, <laughs> I used, I'm so complicit in this horrible, horrible thing that has happened. It's dying down now. But I mean, I was, a, I, I don't want to say I'm the one who, who, who first really widely inappropriately used the word hack? But I think I was probably in the top one hundred, <clears throat> and uh, and I, I would use hack to mean change. I I would I would use hack to mean look at, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> That's my grok.
0: That was your thing. That was like your thing.
1: It was my thing, and it was meaningful. We should talk about this. There's there's good hacks and there's bad hacks, and there are crooks and criminals. Do you know that reference I make sometimes?
0: Uh, crooks and Criminals?
1: Do you know the song that I'm referring to by Camper Van Beethoven? Do you know that song?
0: No, I didn't realize like he wrote it. Do you like, want me to play it for you? Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I'll,
1: just, I'll just play a little bit so you know the part that I'm talking about. Okay. <clears throat> And there are crooks and criminals You recognize that? A,
0: I wish you'd keep going, come on, keep going
1: Here comes the a little pre-chorus, ready? So just get high while the radio's on mm. Just relax and sing a song little accordion thing goes now right there I, I made a change where i added in the greatest guitar chord of all, all time which one is uh d with an added uh f sharp changes everything ready so you play regular d it sounds like this yeah this one right here we go
0: bigger better
1: oh, i also like to add a g when i'm doing an open c
0: When you first started playing it, because I don't, I, I love that song as you play it, but uh, you know I've been up for an hour, so I'm not really live yet. Good. It reminds me a little, and I, I'm assuming that song you're playing came way first. Yeah. Of uh, "Good Riddance" a Green Day "Time of oh. Your Life" song. Oh, just a little bit.
1: Little bells can fires today.
0: <laughs> no, the, another turning point, a fork stuck in the road one.
1: Oh, I hope you weren't disappointed by this, Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> I think this is a great time of day for you to record the show. I love this.
1: Oh, Dan, this is a... <sighs> Hello. No. <laughs> Hang on, let me get... <laughs> No. Look down here. It's me. Your friend the library elf. <laughs> did you know your book is still checked out? I don't think you did. You would not keep your library book out for too long. <laughs> Hello. I live on a mushroom outside the library.
0: <laughs> this is good stuff. This is this is it, man.
1: I have a damn PC. Uh. <clears throat> um, Dan. Hmm. Good morning. Day. Okay. Uh. Hmm. Would you talking about something that you like?
0: I would love to do that. I have a few things to tell you about. The first one is a a company called Squarespace. It's a new company Hmm. with a new product and a new idea. Is that a startup, Dan? They're a startup in New York City. New York City. They're an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. It doesn't matter what kind of site you want to make. Go there, use their simple tools, all built in, constantly updating everything. And they're giving you 10% off. At the end of the month, Merlin will be writing out a check to compensate them for the discount. So, Fleecing Merlin. Squarespace.com, it's 10% off. <laughs> that
1: sounds like a bad 90s rom-com. <clears throat> fleecing
0: Merlin. Yeah.
1: Keanu uh, is Fleecing Merlin.
0: <laughs> the code, just like last week, is sleep. <clears throat> sleep. To sleep. So you can go to Squarespace.com, use that code. And you will get. Is this a good
1: time for you, Dan? Should we reschedule you? Okay. No, this is a
0: great time. Uh, They make sure that your site is going to look great on every device. They've got mobile design built into every one of their templates. They let you connect to Twitter, they connect to Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, pretty much every social network and social service out there. And listen up your time has come. You can now apply to be a part of the Squarespace team. They're looking for 30 geeks, which is slang for engineers and designers. They want these folks by March 15th. So they're inviting potential candidates. That's you, Merlin, and your spouse to be New Yorkers for a weekend completely on them. They want to hang out. You want to hang out with little Ryan? You want to run your hands through his hair? He sent, he sent us a picture of his hair, and it's really long. Oh. Uh-huh. Do you, you want to get a chance to hang out with these guys and, and be a part of everything that Squarespace is doing? Okay, here's the deal. They will fly you and your significant other out to New York on them for a weekend if you make the the cut. 30 people they're looking to hire. So help us help them. And uh, and, and go to beapartofit.squarespace.com. That'll be in the show notes too. And that's how you do that. But in the meantime, 10% off. This thing starts at eight bucks a month. Oh, you know what? I got a nasty email from somebody. Uh, Some jerk wrote me and said, uh, you know, you should tell people that uh, the commerce stuff that you say is built into Squarespace, uh, you don't get that for eight bucks a month. And so I went to little Ryan and I said, listen, I'm getting these nasty emails about that. And he said, oh, well, that's included now. So you can tell them it's included now for eight bucks a month, commerce, sell stuff. Go check them out, squarespace.com. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work with Merlin Mayer. Mm, Dan Benjamin,
1: man, that is nice to hear. Nice they to also hear. got, they got some, uh, they got some really nice new templates too.
0: They're always coming out with them. So it's, it's funny because well, you they know, don't...
1: we say that all the time, Dan, here's the thing. May I say what the thing is here? Yeah, go ahead. Call her. Okay. It's my understanding. Thank you. First time spacer. Uh, is, is that I, I think what a lot of people don't understand is you hear us say this all the time because, because you listen to, to one of the greatest podcasts certainly of the last week or two. Uh, and, um, I, you know, the fact is, they actually are adding stuff all the time, like real stuff, not like going in. It's not like one of those little iOS app updates that goes, "We've updated the ability to say yes, I'd like to leave a review." No, this is like real stuff. Like their new, their new templates are are just beautiful, and they continue to put out. They didn't, they did not tell us to say this, but um, they continue to make these templates that are great for all kinds of different uh, applications, different you know uses. I, I think for a long time, their strongest templates were the ones about showing. Just because of the kind of platform it is, their strongest templates for a long time were about showing off your photographs and stuff like that. But now, if you do have a store, like it's not going to look like something you just you know installed from the command line. It's going to look really good. And uh, anyway, check them out. I I would suggest for people who are a Squarespace fan like me, like I am, uh, following their blog, their blog because <laughs> it's full of uh, great little tips, and you learn how much more you can do all the time with that. Because people don't read release notes you know what I'm saying yeah sickening yeah sorry I, you had such a great end to that and then I kind of kind of I like where
0: you yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> I enjoy
1: mm, I enjoy Camper Van Beethoven and uh, you know they, uh, they're from Santa Cruz m- where my wife went to college no, that's handy you know my wife went to two colleges not that it matters the second college she went to was the uh, was the uh, Camper, Camper Van Beethoven college the first one that she went to she went to Bard
0: you know who went to Bard Shakespeare Close. Steely Dan. That's not one guy, though. That's a whole bunch of people.
1: Well, it's kind of complicated. Also, their first drummer went to Bard, and that's Mm. where he became their first drummer. A little fellow you might know named Chevy Chase. Really? Look it up. I'm pretty sure he's the drummer.
0: Uh, So the the one guy, Skunk? Is that the guy's name? The guitarist in that?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. For the first... Three or four albums. Jeff Skunk Baxter.
0: Did Baxter do the solo for Reeland in the Years?
1: Uh, he did a lot of like the major guitar figure solo-y stuff you hear in that. But the two solos, I want to, I want to say Elliot Randall. I don't know if that's right, but uh, Skunk Baxter is. You know what he did? He he did um he did a lot of the re- really weird solos. Well, that's a pretty weird solo too. They're all pretty weird solos. But he has a really crazy style. He did, um, dun, dun. oh, he did My Old School. Like, go listen to My Old School. Maybe now. You know oh, that right one? Song? You know the song, My Old School? I don't oh, know. Oh, no. Guadalajara won't do. You know that song? I don't know, just, know that one. Oh, my God. You know, like, some people, they'll go, okay, I got my pentatonics down. I uh, figured out how to stay in tune, and now I know how to do like this little, you know, like little pick trick where you're like, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does, <laughs> he does in this one solo, actually, probably two solos. He does like every bananas guitar player trick you've ever heard. Really? And it's, yeah, it sounds like somebody losing their mind. It's really cool. It's like the tab, pretty much. You guys remember this, don't you? Anyone? I'll see myself out. (laughs) And you heard the story where where, where, uh, where Jim put me on the
0: phone with him, right? You heard that story. Yes, I did hear that story. Wasn't that a sweet thing to do? Mm -hmm.
1: I got scared because nobody nobody ever contacts me about anything because they're apparently scared of me. But I'm sitting there. I'm making my daughter noodles. Did I tell this story on this show? Not on this one. It's a really quick story because it's a really a sweet thing that Jim did. He knew that he mentioned when we were talking on Amplified, we were talking about how he was going to see Skunk Baxter, and he was glanning a little bit about the people that he was going to see. Right. And uh, and I was like, wow, Skunk Baxter, that's really cool. Because, of course, like most people of my age, I remember him from being on What's Happening with the Doobie Brothers. Remember that? Yeah. It's a classic scene. I don't know. Uh, open remember. all the doors. Every door, I remember they, they, the or, show.
0: I mean, or, the- or, or Brothers are coming out. The, yeah. But no, I didn't know They're
1: that. They're Robs. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know, and I almost said something really stupid. I might've said something stupid because I do that. But I was like, say hi for me. I'm like, <laughs> you would have any idea who I am, which he wouldn't. And I don't really have anything to say. So I'm, I mean, anyway, long story short, I'm making noodles for my daughter and I get a text. And it was something like from from Jim, and it's something like I need to talk to you right now. And you know, you know how I don't like a I don't like a message like
0: that. No, no one does.
1: And I said, oh well, what can is it okay? Is everything all right? Can I, you know, I'll call you right now. And uh, I called him right away because I have his phone number. And, uh, and he says, okay, hang on a minute. And then I hear hello. I'm like, uh, hey, this is Merlin. He goes, oh hey, this is Skunk. <laughs> jerk. Oh, Jim Del Ripple. And he was super nice. He sounded, you know, you know, the kind of people who are very quiet and have a deep voice and say, yeah. thank, thank you very much. And you can tell they're like pretty smart and deal with people a lot. That's what it was like to talk to skunk baxter. He wasn't all like whacked out on uh, goofballs or anything. He was, uh, his, I think he, he's cleaned and, up. I
0: think he's uh, straight now. Oh yeah. He's straight. And he, uh, and he, you know, well, I
1: think if you're designing missile systems and consulting mm. on those things, they don't <laughs>
0: want you to be too loopy. Yeah. Clean up your act a little.
1: You guys, I need to really make one quick change to this. I was at the library and I saw an elf on a mushroom. <laughs> and I think there should be some way to make sure that I'm not worried about one. Okay, you guys, I'm not weird or anything. But like if a lot of libraries got elves, <laughs> anyway, nothing like that. No. It was Super nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so I would say, check out uh, my old school. Which I think is on. It's one of the one of the first two. He was on like for the first four. I think he's on Pretzel Logic. He's on a lot of the, like the big Steely Dan records. Wow, this is really uh, valuable information. Would you want to play the guitar some more? Yeah, I would like to. Yeah. Now people don't like that. Nobody likes that. Um, so San Francisco is fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, a lot the, of people
0: have have written us Merlin to talk about the sleep discussion and episodes that we've had yeah a lot of
1: people yes and um one way i i feel like one way i can tell that people are actually listening to the show is when they send us links yeah or photos of bathrooms (laughs) but uh uh, i think a lot of people are like hey if you haven't seen this yet like here's this bbc article or here's this you know forbes thing or whatever like on on sleep and it's funny the timing's weird on that because the last three nights of sleep have been really janky so bad sleep and I'm noticing it. Like I feel pretty stupid.
0: You know, something we didn't talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, in relation to the sleep thing is we didn't really talk about things like sleep surfaces, beds, and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Huh. And we've talked about the room being dark. We've talked about, you know, sound machines. We've talked about not staring at an iPhone. Hey, so or... You'd
1: like to do a show on sheets. <laughs>
0: Not on the sheets so much as the bed, themsel- the bed itself and how much different uh, having a good bed will make from a bad bed. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're the guy running around with gaffer tape in a hotel room. No, it's a, it's a really... But you don't want to talk really... about the bed, but you're already right talking about running around with gaffer tape and sticking <laughs> no, it on I'm electrical just, outlets.
1: I know, for some reason, you know... You, you think about like when people people want to like, talk
0: about beds. It's fine. It's your show. Whatever you do, it's fine. <laughs> what
1: what what I what I think is funny is you know people like to when they say oh you know they finally stopped doing that show. I'm glad you know when I knew uh you know when I knew even I was getting tired
0: of it. <laughs> it's when they talked about beds.
1: Oh, I'm serious. First, Merlin uh, uh, played a 20 year old uh, indie rock song. Um, then he he pretended that Skunk Baxter was seeing elves at a library. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I was in the chat room. <laughs> Angry.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh and then Dan wanted to talk about beds.
0: I think it's worth mentioning that a good you, bed can make That's a big
1: beds difference. Are, if you're gonna sleep, you need to get a bed. Oh, That's- stop it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear it. I'll tell you what, because it makes a People huge People
1: slept on a board, Dan, ten dollars a night. A, a a a book booking board.
0: Right, but they weren't in their mid forties like you. You can't hey, do that.
1: That would be you don't think there are any 40 year old minors back then?
0: No, of course not. And I've that forty seen, back then was like twenty now. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Is that right? Mm-hmm. Huh. So true detective. Yeah. Uh, did you hear what they were talking about with uh with M theory, membrane theory? No,
1: I A know. Flat about the yellow- circle.
0: Oh. You know, um Fourth Dimension?
1: I um I really need to watch that episode again. I thought that was a really good
0: episode. That was the best episode of the season, and I will go far, so far as to say it was it was maybe the best episode of any TV that I've seen in in years.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like something. No, I'm, I'm just thinking because I, I I can see why you'd say that. It, it's uh it's got a there's a lot to chew on.
0: It changed the whole the sh- the entire. There's no spoilers in what we're saying. The whole narration shifted it, the, the, it went from past to present. It went from understanding to not understanding. It went from, uh, questioning. If you haven't already been questioning the reliability of the narrator, then the shame on you. Oh, but,
1: oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't sure what level you were talking about that on. Cause oh, there's the one deep. level of, well, there's the one level of from the very first scene or whatever. in the very first, you know, few minutes you're like, Hmm, they seem to like him for this. Mm-hmm. Right? And so my wife and I didn't even talk about that for three episodes because I, I didn't even want to talk about that because it seems so obvious. Right, But, yeah, um, you mean when at the very first – it's the first point in the show, I think, where what you're seeing on screen does not agree yes. with the narration. Right. And you know that what you kind of suspected, which was that something went a little bit mm-hmm. high. Yeah, it was really funny, though. There's the, There's one scene where they're in there with McConaughey and he's –
0: I want to learn to smoke like him. I want to. I want to smoke just so I could be more like him.
1: I'm gonna. You can't do that with a wizard cigarette. I don't think. No, you like can't. Ethernet cigarette. And there's and suddenly the mostly mute uh, cops. Mm-hmm. Two, I forget their names. Um, they start talking a lot, you know, and they're doing more than just leaving the room and coming back. And right. I turn to my wife and I was like, and the second act begins. Right. I was like, you could tell right then, like this is everything up till now has just been set up. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, if you haven't watched the show, you have, you can catch up plenty fast. I think it's, we just saw the fifth episode of this, you know, one hour show, which is in a weird way, like just, it is kind of a straight up police procedural in a lot of ways. Yeah, <clears throat> But the acting is fantastic. Also, you know, my lady and I were talking about. It. I hope they don't get any more too much into the family stuff. I like family stuff in some things, but I think you can overdo it.
0: It seemed like that was part of the setup for for the dynamic. Uh, but I I, gr- I agree with you. It seems like that's a tangent that isn't necessary. But why why do you think they did spend the kind of time on it that they that they have?
1: Oh, well, I think it's very important for the setup uh, at the. I mean, think about a bunch of your favorite shows that when they got annoying, uh, these kinds of shows, like they always, they, they trot out the teenage daughter at some point. Right. So 24, like she, like, you know, I, obviously she was important to the show, but still like you could way overdo that. Um, I think on Homeland, oh my God, enough already, enough already with the teenage daughter. And now I think we're getting close to that again, but yeah, I did something I don't normally do. I went and I read an article. I read two articles. Annalie Newitz wrote something on I did that Io9 uh, about the last episode. Yep. And, uh, she's a really good writer, so I, I, I yeah. it's. A, I would say this. I mean, uh, the, uh, hopefully, we haven't spoiled too much. It's a show about you know some crimes and stuff. And uh, like a lot of my favorite drama shows, um, I think it really rewards your full attention. I'm not going to say the W word, but like, like a lot of really good. Shows of this sort, uh, you know, you will there, you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how some some shows like 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 so I think I told you a few months ago, I was really into Edgar Wright movies and I was watching like an Edgar Wright movie every night and like every single thing in there is in there for a reason and has you eventually discover almost everything has two meanings or a callback or a call forward or, you know, not a call forward. I think a term for that uh, foreshadowing, there's all these things in Edgar Wright movies where like you have to if you, if you watch that movie, you could watch. Shaun of the Dead or um, The World's End, you know, like I have numerous times and still go, oh man, that was this, oh, the pubs are all the names, the things that happen in the pub. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that. And then, so then you go and you flip over and you watch something like Homeland, which is a very good TV show. But it's like, oh, God, yeah. just get on with it. And it's like it feels so when you it's, it's like after you have read or watched something that's very, very tightly, carefully plotted where they obviously know where it's going. Um, it's not just all a bunch of like hand waving. You know, i, I made my peace with Lost and I understand that the hand waving was a big part of what made the show what it was. But all I can say is with true detective. I, uh, I have pretty good confidence that they know exactly where every episode is going and, yes. and there's a very specific story being told here in chapters and that really increases my confidence in, in jumping into a show like that rather than going like oh suddenly in the 7th episode of this show like we spend like it's just an hour in a room talking with, with one character and you're mm-hmm. like oh you somebody wasn't available for the shoot right <laughs> it's one of the Dr. Light episodes right is that what this is like but um, I, think it's a, I think it's a really really quite good show
0: yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's really really great.
1: McConaughey's amazing, and it made me watch uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I watched like the first third of it. My goodness, he smokes great in that too.
0: Is he, does he smoke in real life? Because you almost feel like somebody who does it that well.
1: I think it's like Robert De Niro. I'd like you know, gaining and losing all the weight. I think he probably. I think in this case, he lost fifty pounds and started smoking for like probably. Uh, Hey, I think he probably smoked for 10 years to prepare for the role, maybe 20.
0: Nobody looks like they're having more fun or enjoying smoking more than Matthew McConaughey in this show. And that's worth watching just to, like, he's- Every
1: every cigarette is like a conjugal visit. I mean, he's really, really savoring-
0: mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> he
1: cuts it. There's, there's some continuity problems with the number of beer cans. I don't know if you noticed that, but um, but uh, when he cuts up his beer cans into little figures, and apparently yeah. now that looks like that might be part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's all going on?
0: along, all along, he was leading to that point in the discussion, wasn't he?
1: But we've all felt so burned by these shows where now
0: he's—they're to- not gonna burn us. This show's not gonna. I got, I got faith. You got faith. I got faith. I also got something I want to tell you about. Actually, something you want to tell me about? Yeah, it's because you're the pro. I mean, I'm just—I'm in the audience here. It's busy, Cal. Busy Cow. Cal- this is an alternative to the built-in calendar app. Is that a calendar program? It is. It comes. Uh, you know, if 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 you're familiar with uh, uh, OS X or or macOS ten, as some people might call it, uh, this takes it takes the pain out of managing your schedule, the pain that you might feel if you were just using the built-in calendar. This is the thing: is that people like us, Merlin, we take this to a whole nother level. You know what there's I'm saying? There's
1: definitely there's there's some others going on. Yeah. You know, a lot of the apps that I swear by a lot of the apps that I, I would really miss if they went away uh when i first show them to people there's the kinds of apps that at first can seem very inscrutable to people where they might look at something like OmniFocus and go like i don't understand what are you doing there that are quicksilver that's really strange what is all this stuff you're doing but then there's also there's a whole bunch of apps uh what like things like drafts yeah um things like you know mailbox things like in this case busy cow or you know for that matter calendars on the um on the, on the phone is another one. But there are all these apps that where you look at them and you go, I think you could honestly say, I don't mean to damn with faint praise, but if somebody just first looks at BusyCal, they would go, that's a really pretty app that looks nicer than you know, the old iCal. Like, what, what is that? But it, there's so much to it. There's so much, what, fit and finish. Um, it, it is an app, it's a desktop calendar app. Syncs your calendars together. That's all you know. Pretty straightforward, except it really does work. I mean, it really does sync. It'll work with Exchange. Uh, it's got all kinds of amazing features that you know. I I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want it to sound like a gold plating thing because like these are all things I swear by now. Every event, you know how every event on a calendar that uses whatever ICS type. Um, protocol. I don't know what it's called, but you know, you, you get stuff like you get a location field, you get a notes field. I mean, for example, one of the things BusyCal, every event, you get your own notes field, you get your own URL field, you get your own tags field. If you want to go in and tag events, you can do that. You can go in and create like your own little custom. um, You can not only go in and say things like, I want to see a month. I want to see a week. I want to see two weeks, whatever. You can also go in and say, I want to see these kind of smart groups of events. What are they, What's the actual name for that, Dan? I use it, but I don't know what it's called.
0: Oh, the the smart group for event things. Um, yeah, we've been. But you talking, can go is, in is and like, say. Is it like a? I think they call it smart.
1: But think about a smart playlist in, uh, in iTunes. Um, and boy, if you're not using smart playlists, you're really missing out. Uh, to go in and say, I want, these, I want events that match these following criteria. I want it to have this, but not that, and so forth. I want it to be in this date range. and, you smart, can go filters, in and have a, smart filters. Smart filters have a very fast way to quickly just click a button and be able to see just a collection of stuff. You know, um, Of course, like any calendar app, you could go in and, like what is that, command click to select select non contiguous calendars to just see like a certain view of things, but this can actually remember that for you. So you know you won't feel overwhelmed if you're like me and you really believe in putting stuff in your calendar and really using it. That can be overwhelming. Uh, I want to see stuff like I have. I have a uh, this is just a little tip, but I mean I have a calendar called Environment, which is stuff I want to know about but don't really have to do anything about. So like what my daughter's days at school are and things like that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be busy for those events. I don't want that to block events for me. But I, I want to be able to, for instance, go and say, just show me my calendars of my family stuff and my primary like Merlin work stuff. I could just do that, uh, you know, just through a certain date. It's really, really powerful. And uh, I mean, you should read the F's and B's. But all I can tell you is, like, this gets you know sponsorship or otherwise. This gets a giant Merlin seal of approval. Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't even know how to open the regular OS X calendar app at this point. yeah, That's all I use. And, and the good part is like if I'm in a hurry and I just want to go do something on Google Calendar, I'll be honest, I'll just do that in the, on the web and it's fine. And the next time I open BusyCal, all those changes are right in there. If I do something on my phone or another device somewhere, it all syncs, you don't get weirdness. I've told you this one a, a bunch of times, Dan, but it's still a favorite of mine. Um, I don't have it open on this particular dumb computer in front of me right now. But you know, there's a way to go in and find duplicates that's really smart. Sometimes something will happen. Maybe it's some iOS app you try, you accidentally duplicate a bunch of events. You can it very intelligently can go in and find and delete any duplicate events you have, and it works, it works a charm. It's, it's a fantastic app.
0: Thank you very much to our friends at BusyCal. And by the way, if you, if you want the URLs, the, the data... The place they want to send you is BusyMac.com. That's where you can go to learn more about this. You can also find this in the Mac app store. Get it right from there. But if you want to go and do that 30-day trial, if you're not ready to commit yet, BusyMac.com, you will not find a more powerful, stable, or reliable calendar than BusyCal. So we use here, too. Go check it out. Thanks very much to BusyCal for making this show possible. Boom.
1: I bollocks that one up good. Sorry about I that. I like that one. No, nah, it's it's hard. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm too close to something. And you know, and not to kiss their ass or anything, but I mean that really is an app that I rely heavily on. It's sometimes it's really hard to say, you know, for example, somebody might say, Hey, why do you use Launch Bar? And you're like, Duh, it's really powerful. You know what I use a lot in Launch Bar? What? I mean you can do this
0: in lots of apps. Please email me. You're not Dan. using
1: Alfred? I like Alfred. No, it's not my thing.
0: Why what what's why one Why, not why am answer? I
1: not a potted fern, Dan? <laughs> Prove a negative. You. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the last room. Your books are new. Your books are due. <laughs> is there is there a graphical comic elf on the library elf page? I guess I could go look for myself.
0: There is not one.
1: Um, Alfred is really, I, I think. In the times I play with it, it uh, Alfred, Alfred, like Launch Bar, like Quicksilver, like your app that you love that I'm not mentioning and you hate me for because it just hasn't occurred to me, uh, is, a, is an application launcher. And uh, it can do lots of stuff with with data. I mean, it's I think it's all kind of started off with Quicksilver in a lot of ways, or before, I don't want to say it started with Quicksilver. There was, is it AppRocket? There was one for Windows. There's ones that like uh, Unix, uh, Linux people have used. There's different ones. But the basic idea is that, you know, you shouldn't have to traverse your, the entire file system of your computer to do stuff, whether that's opening up a preference pane, whether that's adding a line to the bottom of a text file, or whether that's, you know, copying two pieces of information into one buffer. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to run around and do all that stuff with a million different tools. And, you know, as we all learn when we visit relatives over the holidays, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are doing a lot of clicking every day to do stuff over and over. They don't even know how to do stuff like put a favorite in the sidebar and stuff like that. Things that, you know, us intermediate level nerds know how to do. So, you know, Quicksilver, LaunchBar, and Alfred, are those kind of the three big ones? Are there other ones? I'm sure one.
0: Um, I mean, I think Quicksilver was the first of them and then, or LaunchBar and Quicksilver, Quicksilver was, is free, LaunchBar costs some money, and then Alfred came out. And if I remember right, Alfred was Early to the app store, so a lot of people who aren't familiar with the keyboard based launcher type apps know about Alfred and use Alfred right. uh, because it's it's like it's right there, and if you were to search for like launcher uh, it, that's that's going to be so was there
1: one called Apple. Butler or is that Alfred
0: Butler was, Alfred
1: Pittsworth yeah. Anyway, um, but those, uh, I don't know if we want to go off on a jag here with application launchers. This is the kind of discussion that gets people really riled up because they either don't care or they hate you for the, for your preference. But, um, uh, boy, those, those apps are just,
0: well, the thinking, I think the thinking behind that, the application, cause I'm sure there's people in the audience that don't, haven't really tried them. Yeah. The concept is instead of, uh, going into the finder or using the. What's the name of the application that has the little shiny rocket on it? Ugh, uh, big, I don't uh, know. Launchpad is what they call mm-hmm. that. Or instead of dragging your application's folder into your dock. And, they should and, call
1: it drag hole. <laughs> Just drag and drag.
0: Well, instead of clicking on that and then sort of mousing to where you want to go in the application that you want to launch, you can hit uh it depends on on how you configure it. I dis I go into the Spotlight preferences and disable the command space shortcut key for Spotlight and I assign that to whether it's Alfred or Launch Bar. I'm using Alfred. And and that way uh, y- you hit command space and you just start typing the name of the application that you might want to launch or the name of the person in the contacts uh, list that you. So if I command, command space and I start typing Merlin, it comes up with Merlin man, open contact in OS 10 contacts app. And that's, that's the result. And then I just, so I've typed in M-E-R-L and then I can hit return and it'll go right to that. If I type in google.com, it will. It says open the typed URL. It knows I've typed in a URL and will start to open it. If I, you know, and there's other things that you can do and depending on which launcher you're using, um, it, it, there's different things you can customize and, and you know, I, I remember John Syracuse had talked at length about this in one of the hypercriticals a long time ago uh, and, of course, I think he uses Quick, silver or did at mm-hmm. the time, uh, which you can do a whole lot with scripting and, and other things. And these things are just, they're huge time savers. If you find that you've got your hands on the keyboard a lot of the time and you just want to be able to launch an application and don't want to have your doc cluttered up and don't want to have to use a handful of, you know, mousing around and clicking around to, to launch an application.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think it's fair to say they all have in common is first of all, well, I should say, as a preface, like you, I, I did the same thing. So for me, command space bar is launch bar, and then control space bar is uh, spotlight. Right. I don't know why, it just makes more sense to me, too. But um, once you start typing anything that in the corpus of stuff that your launcher is aware of, which includes applications, absolutely. Launching an application, fastest way to go. Um, opening a document, opening a contact, as Dan said, playing a song in iTunes, opening a website. Some of them do stuff like a web search, but just the most basic use is, I want to go get to something on my Mac without having to navigate anywhere. And so, number one, when you pop that up, as Dan said, it, it goes and if you type M-E-R-L, in that case it finds Merlin. But the the... The thing that makes it so powerful is that it will, has like a, I guess you call a learning algorithm. Like it learns what it is that you typed and clicked. So for example, if you type just M, it might come up with Merlin. It might come up with Microsoft
0: Word. It might might come up
1: male. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, whatever you've used the most, uh, gets associated with that, but it, it's not excluding other ones. So if you type M, all the stuff that starts with M that you've typed a lot, all pops up to the top of the list. So now you can just, if you want, you can, depending on how you have it set up, you could JK or arrow up and down to go to where, um, I think you can JK. I'm not sure. But anyway, you, you go and you get to what you want in the list and it's very fast. So, um, and, and as you get better at it, I think most of us have figured out, you can make those, the things that you type shorter and shorter. Um, So on the one hand, you can eventually get to where like M, you might start typing, let's say you go like, oh, I'm tired of typing M-E-R-L-I-N to get there. I might want to just type M-M. So now if you type M-M and then select my contact and then you do it again and you later on, a week later, you do it a third time, it's going to remember that. So pretty soon M-M becomes, you don't have to go in and assign what I'm trying to say, you don't have to assign a key command to it. It just learns what you typed. So if you want to type um if you type if you type W-R-I-T because you think about writing, you can still go into the list and like go find Microsoft Word in there. And it'll remember W-R-I-T means you can be what you can also assign this manually, but it'll just learn how how you operate. And it becomes, if you remember to use it, it becomes so fast. Um, so, so for imagine,
0: me, imagine that you're sitting and you can use it as an application switcher if you don't like command tab. So you could be typing in, and let's say you've mapped M for mail and let's say you've, you know, you've, you've mapped S for Safari. So you do command space S enter and then you're in Safari, you're doing something and then you, Oh yeah, I want to send that an email command space M enter, you know, command N new email and you have not lifted your fingers off the keyboard, off the typing surface at all. So little things like that. I mean, that.
1: Yeah, and so what we're difference. describing here, just to not overwhelm people who haven't tried these, I would say give them a shot. Um, you know, Quicksilver had gone dormant for a really long time, and then kind of came uh, came back to life with a, a lively community. They have a Tumblr where they talk about you know ch- uh, updates and development. I had gotten onto Launchbar in the time the Quicksilver had kind of languished, and so I've just kind of stuck with it. Launchbar is really fast. It's um, Quicksilver is not as On my computer is not as super duper fast, but but the basic thing, just go try one of these. You know, just you'll you'll get it now. And then once you get it, so what we're describing to you right now is basically how to take the guitar out of the case, put on strings, and tune it. Like that's the basic. Wow, that's really cool. But then the part, the reason people stick with these and use them is because you can create what I have called functional sentences. So you know the sentence that you have, if you follow what I mean, right? So you say the sentence that you have been. Uh, speaking or typing in some ways is open application, right? Open Merlin Mann uh, contact information. Open uh, a task to do today document, whatever that is. It's all, you've already pretty much been doing this one sentence, which is, wherever this thing exists, open that, and then bring it to the foreground, which is really, really powerful. The, the, the part where it goes just to a whole monkey ball's other level is where you can create a sentence that's more like, uh, take my clipboard and append that to this text file, so it does become like a sentence in the sense of having like a subject and a and a verb and a you know a predicate object. Um, so you could say like do these things, do these kinds of things. Uh, is that a good way to put it, Dan? Kind of. No, totally. So, but you can also do stuff like start using the space bar, where in this really cool way, where you could say, for example, um, take this text input. So I think it's E is what you hit. I'm Trying to remember on launch bar not E, what is it? Just, just, I forget. I I don't do it much on, I used to do this all the time on Quicksilver, but you can go to a text field and just start typing into, so you click this, a little dingus pops up and you're typing into a text field. And, um, the one I used to use a lot was select this text file, hit space bar, and then that would default to append too and then i could append with this i could search with this phrase in google but you know it's uh it's basically this way of like hooking up these little pipes between any two pieces of information or functionality that you're computer can handle. So basically I, the way I would think of it, and this is just my own layman's understanding is that all these apps have a basic understanding of all the nouns and verbs that can potentially interact with each other. So you could take something like say, okay, click Merlin, right? Go to my contact thing. And then right arrow into that, by which I mean, you're just, wow, wait a minute. I'm not even opening the app. I'm just going into the information. And then on each line, you'll see my name, phone number, email, whatever. So, you know, command space, M-E-R, right arrow into that, arrow up and down till you get to my email address. And then you can hit something like tab. And then tab will take you to another little pop-up that will say, do this with this email address. Mm -hmm. So create a new email with this email address. You know, copy this, do whatever with it. So it knows all the things it can do with that chunk of text. Plus it understands that that is actually an email address that can do certain things involving email. I'm not putting this well. I used to always say... um, That, you know, trying to, you know, when you're trying to sell somebody on Quicksilver, it's like explaining a magic trick or it's like, you know, describing a magic trick to somebody. You really have to see it. So (laughs) somewhere out there is a video I did a million years ago with Leo Laporte demonstrating Quicksilver that got a lot of people into it. Because, you know, if you've never seen it before, it is kind of like a magic trick. It's like watching somebody use VI. It's like watching somebody who really knows how to, like, use a tabletop saw. You're like, what are you doing? That's magic. But um you know even if you only i don't say even if but if you just use it to launch applications and then remember to use it to launch applications it becomes so fast. So why Alfred for you? It's it is definitely the pretty one, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely because I found that <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm not doing all of that much. Well, and by the way, there's a secret version 2 of of Alfred that you can get. Uh but you know, I found that a lot of the features that I was looking for, like the things at Syracusa and, and to some degree what you're doing, is a little bit beyond the scope of, of what I was using it for. For me, it was more, more of an application launcher and switcher and just getting to the, the basic kind of data. And Alfred comes with a nice sort of set of what they call essentials. So you've got, you know, just the regular basic, you know, general searching stuff, but then you can narrow it down. There's file search, web search, you know, they have a calculator, so you can just type in a quick calculation into it. They get the iTunes, which I very, very rarely use because of smart playlists, um, you know, but but what's really cool is like, it has one password integration. Uh, So in order to to do that, you've got to get this thing called the power pack, which adds features like you can get the clipboard history. There's uh, workflows built into it. The, the, you know, better file navigation stuff, terminal shell integration, things like that. Uh, So that's worth it because I think Alfred itself is, is free, but you can get one click bookmarks for password stuff so that you could actually type in like a website and click and it'll, it'll, give you the one password link. It'll click it. It'll go, it'll auto fill it out and everything like little things like that. Uh, but for me at the, you know, I guess I would say I'm more of a light user than, you know, than some, some of the things that, that, you know, that you guys are doing. So for me, it was just, it was pretty, pretty cool. And like you (laughs) said, it is, it is the, the pretty one it's in the app store and I can configure it. And you know, the, uh, the, the settings and things like that are, um, are pretty, pretty straightforward. And there's, it's uh, almost everything in it can be configured. There's even an advanced tab, but almost everything can be configured right there with, with check boxes and dropdowns, which I, I like.
1: I'm a much lighter user than I used to be, um, just because of the nature of what I do now. I mean, there's probably like ten or fifteen things I do in Launch Bar, but I, you know, I was wow, I was super into Quicksilver because Qu- Quicksilver at one point it got really crazy what Nicholas was doing with Quicksilver because you could do stuff like say he had he had these nutty balls plugins that you, you actually had to go do kind of a special incantation to be able to do these advanced features um, where you could do stuff like you know expose all of the contents of every menu in an app so you could actually go in and and like basically anything you could do with a pull down menu i think i think it was utilizing the um, um assistive what's it called the the thing the thing that allows you to do stuff like you know there's oh, like like my yeah. like text standard uses the Let's assistive devices
0: of, uh, or something like that yeah
1: so basically you could but you could do stuff like go in and say take this string of text and then go do the following thing under this, select this menu basically from inside of this app in the background, and go do this thing. It was really crazy, but you know what I when I use, and like I say, this is how this all started in this discussion that I use all the time. It's available in lots of different places, but I love is uh, Command CC, which um, you know once you start using it, it seems crazy not to have it. I, I also I just to say so you know I you have a clipboard, my current clipboard history thing, which is fine. I don't love, love it. It's called Flycut. There's lots of different ones, but you can use app launchers. But basically, it just remembers in a big stack, it remembers everything, you've all the, all the text that you've copied, or in some cases, the images that you've copied, and keeps them in this big pile so that you can, for example, with Flycut, I'll go in and uh, be able to go and like, basically hit, in my case, Command-Shift-V, and then left-right arrow through my whole history. And be able to like paste things. It's so much faster than having to copy and paste multiple. But the thing I use, I use this this morning, putting together the sponsor stuff for this episode. Uh, command C to copy something, and then Command C C, and you hear this little click in launch bar, and uh, it adds whatever you just copied on a line below what's already in the clipboard. And then you can do it again and again and again and again. And it's so if you're trying to like copy like seven. Discontiguous items from a fifty-item list. I, I, you know, I can't think of a faster way to do that. It's not awk or something like that, right? Um, but you know, you know, these kinds of things—they're—they're—they um, can be a real time sink if you spend too much time on them. But uh, you know, it's. It's really strange to, to have spent so many years using a Mac and then discover something like Quicksilver and then really feel like the Mac had been reinvented. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, when really? I started using, that was, yeah, I've said so many times before, when I started 43 folders, there were like three things that, that got me, that were like the main things I talked about that got me excited about the site. Getting things done, Danny O'Brien's life hacks and Quicksilver or like the three things that like kept me excited about doing the site every day. Um, Because it just seemed like there was, you know, the ability, you have to remember back to 2004, 2005, the ability to add a calendar event from inside of an app launcher seems pretty crazy. Yes, I know you can do these things in the terminal. But um but you know, it, it really it, it exposed so much of the functionality of this growing and increasingly more stable and interesting operating system. It exposed that to you know somebody like me, who's I would say is a power user. Like I'm not like a programmer. I'm not like a knowledgeable engineering type person. I'm just somebody who wants to work faster. And uh, and then the beauty part is, the more you use one of those apps, the more it rewards you because it does really learn. Like if you if you keep typing the wrong thing, but you get the answer you want, it doesn't matter. You're still doing it right. Um, it'll still find that for you and still do your stuff for you. Uh, You can have a shelf, you can have your clipboards, you can have anything in there. You know what we need in here right now, Dan, can I say?
0: Mm. We need a segue. We do need a segue.
1: A segue is the best way for you to tell me about something that you like.
0: Well, I could definitely do that. I would like to tell you about uh, something, a little something I like to call (laughs) Backplace. Online backup. Here's the... the, uh, what do, you, what do you call it? The P's and the Q's? F, F, uh, the
1: F's and P's, the F, top line. The top uh, line. The, down, the net
0: net. The, the, the net net the, is. Give me the bust. It's five bucks a month. Okay. It's Mac native, unlimited, unthrottled, and you know what else? Uncomplicated. Okay. So what is this? Well, a lot of us, we back up our files and we might back them up to, uh, I don't know, an external hard drive. We might clone our drive. You know what I'm saying? We all should do that. Everyone should do that. But, for me, the peace of mind that I have, and John Syracuse and I talked about this uh, way back on Hypercritical and, and, and his different online backup solutions, what he likes, uh, and why it's important. Having a backup that's remote, having a backup that's always running, having a backup that you don't have to worry about. Being able to back up multiple computers, all of these things that just happen so that I have a computer, I have files on the computer, things are being backed up. And I'm not just talking about something like, you know, like one folder. I'm talking about your entire system, everything that you want. All of this going up into the cloud. You don't have to worry about it, you don't have to think about it. And with Backblaze you can do really important things like easily restore like one file. You can restore all your files, but you can get one file, you know, through a web interface. They've got an iOS app that lets you access and share any of your backed up files. The new version version 2.5, they've got email alert notifications for added peace of mind. Lets you know what's going on, like was everything backed up? You just get a little update. This was backed up. This wasn't backed up. Why? Well, You know, we went on a trip and the computer was turned off. So it's going to let you know, by the way, that thing didn't get backed up because we couldn't get to it. Uh, This company was started by ex-Apple engineers. It, It runs native on your Mac and on Mavericks and also on your PC. And that's important because this is an application that was written by and for Mac people and Windows people. You know, it's, it's a native version. So there's a 15 day trial. You don't have to give them a credit card or any of that nonsense. You just go there, enter your email and password and you're on, you're in, you're working. So they don't have add-ons, they don't have gimmicks, they don't have additional charges. It's $5 per month, per computer, unlimited, unthrottled backup. Couldn't get more simple than that. And they made a special uh, URL, backblaze.com slash five by five. I love these guys. They do great work. And, uh, and <clears throat> you know, I'm, what else can I say? Everyone has to have this.
1: Yeah, I mean it's there's a reason that the people you'll hear people uh going on and on about backup. And it it's not because they we're trying to be shrill or we're trying to be a scold. It's because we have been burned before right. where stuff has gone away and it didn't can't come back and we've all i mean i, lost, I remember losing like just even little bits of my thesis uh, there's apps where i've dumped them after <laughs> after after loving an app suddenly dumping it because it was losing data it's just if you know that looking down that deep existential hole of knowing your data is gone will never come back you eventually get pretty good hygiene about these things we all have our good days and bad days but the thing is it's the thing I would say to you is, you know, if the taking something that's an important file right now mm-hmm. and like dropping that on Dropbox or putting it on a flappy, like that's not that's not a backup. That's a copy. Um for something to be a backup, it has to have a few criteria in my mind. Um it has to be it has to go to always go to the same place. Right? So in other words, if you made fifty copies of this file and put it in fifty different places, I don't know if I'd really consider that a backup. Because how do you know which one is the latest copy? How do you know Any of that stuff, it has to be testable. You have to know if it still works, if it's still good. You know, you can do periodically do tests to make sure that that backup still works. There's numerous other ones, but I would say the most important is that if you have to think about doing it, it's not a backup. I mean, it kind of is a backup. There's different levels and sorts of backups. That's
0: a really good way to think of it because anytime that you you, that you have to say, oh, I need to go back up my computer. Well, that's the way that things used to be. Like you had to go get the drive and plug in the drive. Listen, I don't want to drive. I don't want a hard drive that I have to worry about connecting. I have a laptop. That's my main, that's my main Mac is a laptop. I don't want to have to, well, where is it at home? Do I keep it at home? Do it, no, it's always, this is always out there. And you can always right. get to those files and you get a brand new computer and you tell it that I want to get these files from right here. And they're there. You're you're at your friend's computer in a different place. And you realize that there's something there that was on a photo that was on your physical hard drive and your house. You can get to that. I mean, those kinds of things are just, are just great.
1: It's the best. And you know, I, I guess I, I'm not trying to get into like a black and white thinking thing. I'm not saying don't even bother to try any kind of backup. If you can't be perfect. What I am saying is that this is. This is a nice solution. It can certainly be part, if you're going to go full-on paranoiac like the Syracuses and Dan's and Marlins of the world, it's this is a, a huge part of what you do because you don't have to think about it. It's, it's kind of like... Um you know gravity, right? It's just gonna. You, you don't just. If you hold your fork in the air, it's not just gonna hang there. You know it's gonna fall to the ground. In this case, you know that this is just gonna take care of what you do, and that five dollars a month is. I don't understand how they can charge so little. It's a. It's a fantastic service. You go to backblaze.com slash five by five, and uh, start uh, improving the uh, the gravity in your life. They can just run with that.
0: Yeah, I mean you're gonna. You're an idea guy. You're gonna, you're gonna have to let them do that.
1: That was the to of me coming
0: up with ideas. I love it.
1: So all right, thanks to uh Backblaze.com for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Dan Benjamin. <laughs> oh boy.
0: So I had to watch a film again. The film? Yeah.
1: Mm. Why do you do this to yourself?
0: Well, I mean, it had been a while, and my kid was uh was insistent that he was he's old enough now. Cash, he's old enough to see the uh to see the the uh the crash uh scene in its entirety
1: he loves that scene doesn't he
0: yeah and i said all right i said but if you have a nightmare or something like don't come to me <laughs> wow and he's super dad and he's like he's like well you know it's called tough love merlin mm. and uh and and he's like no I, I, I won't have why would i have a nightmare i won't have a nightmare why would i have a nightmare I said, "Well, you watched me play Diablo three years ago, and you had a nightmare for a week." He's like, "Well, I, I, this won't do that to me." But we never—we had to actually wind up stopping the movie before we got get to that point. Ugh. Anyway, good. We glad to leave. I'm sorry, yeah. but it's a good. It still holds up. And after good, watching good. the Wolf of Wall Street, I felt like I had to sort of reset. You know, with with uh, DiCaprio, like I had to. Uh, you know, like he, they say, it's not possible to unsee things, but. I was able to yeah. unsee that whole movie by watching... You need to go
1: uh, recalibrate your dials. Zero things out a little Maybe
0: bit. My uh, undercarriage, a little... Uh, how's your father?
1: That's right. You do a little uh, Bob's your uncle on your uh, fader pull-down. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. am I thinking of? <laughs> nah, that's important. I talked you about uh, our X-Men thing, right? I showed her angel thing. that I tell you that?
0: I don't know. Oh, how was your, your event? How was the big Merlin event?
1: Oh, I would love to talk about that. Yeah, do it. Well, you know, I guess we've watched X2... No, excuse me. We've watched, we've seen all the X Men movies a bunch of times, not Wolverine, but but the other ones. And I've shown her bits of The Last Stand before, but again, to, to invoke John Syracusa, I have not. We have not watched Last Stand all the way through because it's it's not the best of those movies, and. It's it's the one film where like even I can't tolerate how badly they mangle so many different elements mm-hmm. of character and story.
0: Right. There's there's a threshold and it's beyond the threshold.
1: Like someday Brian Singer will put out a special criterion box set version of X2 where Peter has a russian accent and I'll be able to sleep at night again. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you make Colossus have with an american accent? Yeah, Can you explain you can't. that to me? No, you Can you tell can't tell me a little about how that works.
0: I can't. I can, I won't.
1: I mean, I, I I've seen uh Pride of the X-Men, the pilot for the uh the animated version where both um who is it? Both Pyro and Wolverine have Australian accents. I'm okay with that even. But Peter not being Russian, are you kidding me? That's like let like let like Kurt, you know, being from uh, like, you know, Northern California.
0: <laughs> right, like he's a sur- he's a surfer from
1: <laughs> it's just <his> casual Leepshin. <laughs> My
0: God. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Uh, yeah. So there's that one scene in, uh, in last stand where Warren probably what 11, 12 year old Warren is in the bathroom like <laughs> with like a cheese grater and scissors furiously, furiously trying to remove his, his new wings that are growing in. Yeah.
0: I didn't like that scene.
1: It's a horrible scene, and I guess turns out I have absolutely fast-forwarded over that every time in the past because uh, she saw it, and I, I, it was it was I
0: I feel really bad that she saw that. Now, does he have? He doesn't have a healing factor, does he?
1: Uh, so are, are you really asking me? Yes. Yes, Angel has a healing factor. He has says uh, great strength. He does have a healing factor. He has. I think. I think the I think It's the not factor, a
0: Wolverine level here. No, yeah. no,
1: no, no, no. It's not even a Spider-Man level. But no, he definitely heals faster. He has uh, strength. I think all of that. I think becomes stronger when he's Archangel. But yeah, even then, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, the comic meetup was great. It's uh, it's becoming. Uh, so this is uh, last uh, Thursday. We had our meetup at Two Cats Comics in West Portal the ungainly x-man third X ungainly x-man meetup and it's it was really fun i mean it's not much to say it was just really super fun and it's really kind of um distilling down to this group of like i don't wanna say the same but the same 15 or 20 people and we're getting to be like a little group and like we hang out and we go and have a beverage and it's i think uh it's something i'm i'm really looking forward to it's something we're gonna do quarterly and it's it's really fun i like the group that turns up there and it's uh it's a really it's it's really fun it's nice to get to talk to people, you know, about uh,
0: real people talking about real things.
1: These are some super real people. There are two two men in kilts. There it was. It was yeah. Saying, you
0: you tweeted or said something about that. Which oh, what does yeah. that mean?
1: One of them makes swords. Also, a, a Dominican monk, a Dominican brother. My friend, brother Gabe, who I think might be in the chat room right now. Hi, brother Gabe. Mazel tov, Mazel, tov. Mazel tov, How do you say it? What's the correct? Mazel word? tov, Mazel tov. It's like Wookie. No matter how I say it, you know anyway uh that went really well boy how are we gonna find our way out of this dan is there any way out of this
0: and i feel like we haven't helped people this week quagmire well we've we've got uh we've got our last sponsor and then we've got uh, i've got an idea how we can help people okay Shutter, about like? shutterstock.com global image collection you've heard about these guys before 28 million images stock photos you want to be like merlin there's only one way When you go drop your presentation, you got to have vectors. You got to have illustrations. You got to have the kinds of things that help you effectively communicate a contract. And this, watch that again too. And uh, you know, this is the thing: if you're looking for images, if you're looking for video clips, if you're looking for all of these, these amazing high quality, anything you want to do when it comes to presenting information, it's there. They're adding things like 20,000 new images a day, 12,000 videos a week. And as Merlin is wont to say, they don't charge you more for the high resolution version of the files. You can curate oh, all this.
1: Specifically, I'm sorry, Dan, if I could just jump in. No, go ahead, Colin. They don't nickel and dime you.
0: They don't do that.
1: They don't, they don't dime you? They don't nickel you? You're not going to have that problem here.
0: Please continue. iPad app lets you, even, even to be honest, it's easier on the iPad app than the website. The website's nice, but the iPad app is stunning and you can curate and share these pictures via these light boxes. You take your favorite pictures. You throw them. when I got, I got sick. I had some kind of flu. Merlin went out, made a light box of uh, pictures of sick people. Uh-huh. Put it together for me. We shared it with you guys, the listeners. That's how it works. You want to share it with your colleagues. You want to collaborate. You can open it up and let them add their own images to it that they find. Or you can just say, uh, client, these are the 10 images I found. Pick the one you want for the site. All of this stuff built in. Jim uses Shutterstock when he's putting together uh, the Loop magazine that, that he puts together. And gets uh, all the cover stuff from these guys. Sign up for a free account. Go to Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed. Find the stuff you like. When you want to purchase it, we're going to give you 25% off the code is back to work 214 back to work spelled out 214 go check out shutterstock.com thanks very much to them for making this show with merlin mann a possibility
1: damn benjamin yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so i watched the uh the um
1: oh yeah 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 so you watched you watched the film and you watched another film yeah. You're a lot of films.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting because this movie, for, for some reason, it it felt very, very different to me watching The Shining this time. Is that right? It felt really different. I don't know what it was. Um, Maybe because I hadn't sat down to watch the whole movie in its entirety in one sitting for a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like it, for the first time seeing it. That, that I mean, it's still great acting. Um, Shelley Duvall seems absolutely terrified in real life. Terrified, um, in, in especially in those scenes where she's—I don't know how much we can give away. People haven't seen it. Where she's being pursued, um, yeah. Some and so,
1: some of which were shot, according to. Legend or fact or something. Yeah. Some of them were shot a hundred times. I think the scene on the steps was done like dozens of times. Really, Just the scenes where they're sitting in the apartment. I mean, some of the scenes they, he would just shoot them over and over till, till actors were beyond the point of fatigue. I mean, do you and then, think that then apparently he, was... he would end like, he would end up using the first take?
0: Well, I mean, but I wonder, I wonder if he was, because, you know, as you, as you hear about this kind of thing, you have to wonder I I mean, Kubrick is one of the, the greatest directors of all time. You have to think that he understood the medium in a way that, that we probably don't understand it. But do you think that he was doing that because he wasn't happy with the take or because he wanted a million different takes or because he wanted to push the actors past that point of fatigue in order to get some other kind of – you know? I forget who it was. I think it might have been um, Malcolm McDowell. Who was talking about the friendship, the perceived friendship? I may have the wrong actor here, so I'm sorry, but the perceived friendship that he had built with Stanley Kubrick on the set. Whereas in his mind, because they talked so much, they were so chummy, they were all, and I'm sure now, I'm, I'm sure it's not Malcolm McDowell, but somebody, some actor who had worked with Kubrick on a film had come away. Uh, thinking like, wow, what, you know, what a great friend. Like, he's such a cool guy. I'm so glad I know him. And like, he had reached out to him to try and talk or do something or or get together or whatever. And Kubrick didn't even reply to him, didn't, didn't want anything to do with him. And he came to realize later from talking to someone else who had worked with him that it was like, no, like you were never friends. This is the interaction you have with him on the set. This is when you're working on a project, but like, that didn't extend out of it, that, that this was just part of the dynamic that he knew he needed to have with you in order to properly direct you. And I don't know, it's just kind of interesting to me.
1: It's super interesting. And it's, um, I mean, I've watched a couple, couple, three documentaries about Kubrick. And I mean, he sounds like a really difficult to know guy who, you know, deliberately kept his world very small, he yeah. kept his circle small. And having been burned a little bit, by the system in the past mm. made sure that he always had you know total control over every aspect of, of what he wanted to do and i mean the stories about you know the multi take stuff i mean there's so many stories like david prouse like being like physically exhausted from having to like, carry the old man down the steps mm-hmm. in, oh, in <laughs> Clockwork Orange over and <laughs> right, over and right, over, right, and right. even Darth Vader gets tired. Title That's right, and and uh, <laughs> but there's, there's uh, there 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 are so many stories like that, and and apparently, I mean, Shelley Duvall was just a wreck. Mm-hmm. I I think I remember hearing that she was just pretty much a wreck on, on the scene of the film. I mean, it's, I don't really know why he did that the way that he did. Um, there's we uh actually Moises uh did a a podcast that had me and David Lore and um uh, uh uh Matt, the uh Matt uh, Matt from Rogerebert.com, his name's escaping me. He was really smart. We're talking about Mr. Fox. And I think there's a lot in some ways where that Wes Anderson has in common with Kubrick. Oh definitely. Where like his means <laughs> what, what's the phrase from apocalypse now? His means have be or his uh, his methods have become unsound. Like it's sometimes hard to understand why why he's doing it the way he is. Like why is it so important to Wes Anderson that you know that this this poster looked this certain way? Like why does why, did, why does the shot have to look this certain way? Why would we redo this? Why do these um, why do these masks have to fall down in the rain in exactly this way? Yeah. And, you know, I bet you even for the director or especially for the director, it's sometimes difficult to say why. It's just because that's, I, well, you know, why did Picasso put the paint here instead of there? Because that's where it belonged. I, I, I bet that's part of it. I, I, I kind of doubt that Stanley Kubrick, and I think there's stories like this about Full Metal Jacket, too, of having to do stuff over and over. Or the story about, that we've told several times about um, Arlie Ermey's, you know, try for the part of the sergeant being, you know, having tennis balls thrown at him while he... Insults people f- for fifteen minutes without repeating himself. Right, you know those kinds of bizarre things that he would come up with. Like I, as weird and inscrutable as he is, I, I suspect that the thing that makes him triple inscrutable is I don't think he was trying to be inscrutable. I, I, I bet he really thought that there was a better take in here somewhere. That's my guess. I don't know. You'd have to t- talk to the junk groupers or the cinephiles of the world to uh, know for sure. But you know, I I doubt that he set out. Do you think he set out to make people uncomfortable or I, to to keep them deliberate like, to deliberately personally to keep them off. I don't think he did. I think it was just that that's just how he operated. I, I'm guessing.
0: Right. Like, was it an intentional thing that he said, I'm going to mess with these people in order to, yeah, I don't think he did that. I think he was just in pursuit of something and maybe like, uh, like, you know, like so many people who are in creative fields, they don't necessarily know w- what they like until, and, and this isn't, I shouldn't even say creative fields, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people who are like, they don't know what they like or what they want until they, until they see it or until they see what it, what it isn't like. We're, we're, we're doing uh, a couple of video shows coming up soon and they were working on the the set in there and they're like, they kept coming and saying, well, what do you think of this? Or should we put this here? I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I trust you guys to do it. Just go do it. And you know, if, if I, if I don't like it, uh, I'll, I'll tell you and we can fix it and make it better. but, like I don't really know what it's going to be like. Just do it, and and let's you know let's figure it out after. And maybe that was part of his motivation was like, let's get the performance out of them. And if if I I'll pick the best one. Give me a hundred of them. I want to choose, and and maybe that first one will be the best. But I don't want to film this and walk away from it and think, oh, if we'd only done it that other way. Even right. if that other way isn't what he wants, he wants to see it so he knows he doesn't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean and there's there's so there's so many stories uh it's still early here so I won't be able to call many to mind. but there are so many stories of incredibly elaborate things that were filmed uh for for movies that we've seen that ended up not even getting used. Um and you know, I think when you go into it and you've got some kind of a vision for how you want it to go, I mean in the case of like you in the studio, I my inclination would be to say, well, You know, I appreciate you you checking in to see if I'm happy with how it looks. But how about instead you go shoot a two minute video and show me that, and I'll tell you if it looks good on a video. Exactly what wound up happening. Yeah, that's the only way I can tell what this is going to look like because it depends on the lighting. Like what my eye sees when I walk in here is really different from what's up on the screen, and um, maybe that's kind of part of it. Um, I don't know. There's a there was a long time where uh, for years, I guess Alfred Hitchcock had been quoted as saying actors are cattle. And at some point, I think fairly late in his career, they, you know, somebody brought this up with him. Do you really think actors are cattle? And uh, he said, "I've never, I never said that actors are cattle. I said actors should be treated like cattle."
0: <laughs> 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 that's a nice distinction. That is a very important distinction.
1: But that's. I, but if you're sitting there on the set. You know, as a young director wanting to be buddy buddy with George Clooney, um, that's one thing. If you want, you're just thinking about going out and having drinks later. But I, I think for a lot of these directors, they it, it isn't that they see their actors as cattle, but they see all of those pieces as fitting together. And I just have to imagine being a director. There must be so many different things going through your mind um, about about stuff related to what you're going to see, like what. What, what you know is this going to be? What scene will we cut to after this? You're not shooting in sequence. You're thinking about the music. You're thinking about like, oh, do am I eventually going to want this to be a match cut with this other other scene? If there's a dissolve here, do I want Jack Nicholson's face to be in this particular place? Right. I mean, you don't become Stanley Kubrick without thinking about that stuff. Isn't that the term match cut? Like, or um, like when when you when the the bone goes up in the air and then it. The, it cuts to the spaceship. Cuts to the
0: spaceship. Yeah,
1: stuff like that. He does. He does a fair amount of stuff like that, or his some of his those slow dissolves that he does seem very canny. It seems like there's the way that that is framed is very purposeful. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer, but. Um, there are people probably who do. I just, I don't know. I just, sometimes it's kind of gets us back to true detective in some ways where there's, there's something special about sitting down to a movie or a TV show and knowing that somebody has thought it through better than you ever will. Mm -hmm. You know, it certainly makes it hard to go back to watching something that God bless them, got probably got pushed out under extreme circumstances to even make it out, you know, for the production schedule. But there's something special about, about knowing that like I could think about this for years and I'll still never really crack like what makes this what it is, what makes it so special. Um, you know, I said I, I sat and watched Doctor Strange Love again recently. I feel that way about that movie. Like I, I still- need to,
0: I need to watch Doctor Strange Love again. Need to watch that again. Mm. Speaking of uh, John Gruber and, and two thousand one, have you read uh, this uh, site that he's been linking to, Typeset in the Future? No, Oh, it's fantastic. It talks uh, the the latest. Uh, I'll put this into the show notes. Where can they find the the show notes, Merlin, if they want them?
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, show notes uh, for this episode can be found at five by five dot tv slash b two w slash one five
0: nine. Well, the the latest article in this is uh, ty- uh, a typeset in the future is uh, about Moon, and the prior one was uh, was about two thousand one. But
1: Sam Sam Rockwell movie.
0: Yes, and uh, he, uh, the author of this site, goes and breaks down uh, all every single typeface that's visible in the movie including little mm. printed receipts or something flashes on a screen in the background or something that's on a wall all of this and it's broken down and the fonts are, and typefaces are identified but uh, but he he has a lot of fun with it talking about it and he has a great sense of humor it feels like a British sense of humor which uh, which I'm, I'm not sure if he's uh, British or not but I think he is and he talks about it and please, please even if you've never seen the movie and don't want to mm the movie merlin i beg you now i'm I'm, looking at
1: at the one for moon right now this is exhaustive to say
0: but it's hilarious and the way he writes it it's so well written and everything's been been looked at and what he also goes into and points out so do we have a spoiler alert here do Um, we have a sound or something we play
1: go read a book
0: okay uh so that is our um our uh, our spoiler alert horn now, but uh spoiler alert this is a movie about uh clones, and there are so many subtle hints at that that uh th- that this is going to be a movie about clones in so many different ways uh for example um the like early on in the movie uh when Sam is recording a message to his uh, family on earth or believes he is. Um, he says something like, I'm just talking to myself up here. Um, you know, he's um, when he's uh, he, his shirt says that he's wearing when he's jogging, wake me when it's quitting time. Oh, um, wow. there, hold on. There's more. Uh, let's see. Hold on. A lot of them are listed in this article as well. Um, the name of the base is Sarang and the name Serang is written in English and then duplicated in Korean. So there's all these little little hints and things like that that are uh I mean alongside all of the analysis of the typeface and identifying and talking about the fabric patches on the things and and background about the Apollo 11 patches and how this is different from that um there's a tiny little button on the long-range comms. There's a little button, and the button is just over a light, and you don't even notice it, but it says "wake up" on it. Uh, it there's more. I mean, he talks about uh, Gertie's expressions on the little screen and what fonts those are, and the different, you know, all of these t- tiny little things, and it just it it keeps going. And there's, um, hold on, I'm looking. I'm I'm just kind of ca- scanning the article for uh, for a couple other things. Uh, that 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 refer to the whole cloning and duplication thing. Uh, there's different shots of him in a mirror where you see two of them at once. Um, there's all of these funny little, you know, the, the song that he wakes up to every morning uh, is I Am The One and Only. Um, there's a little uh, where they're storing the food under the pre-packed food boxes. It says uh, organic material and the company name is Soylent. Uh, you know, all of these little things uh, are are really interesting. When he has that dream of the one Sam that's that's coming up inside the blankets, that Sam coming up inside the blankets, all of his patches and stuff on his uh, uh, uniform are, are reversed. Um, it's just so many cool little little. I gotta things. Watch
1: this! This is amazing. Have
0: you not seen this?
1: I started it a couple times, but oh my definitely... gosh, you've
0: got to watch it.
1: All right, I will. See that? That's really satisfying. Uh, to me that somebody thought that all the way through, it's this and it's lushly illustrated with uh, screen grabs from the movie. Oh yeah,
0: so. I just I can't wait for the you know for the next movie. That that I'm that this guy takes apart like this. It's, it's so much fun. It's beautiful. I love it. You gotta watch this, man. Okay, please. I'll do it.
1: I will do it. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it today. Does Does it have any anybody trying to cut their wings off in it?
0: No, nothing like that. There's, there's a little, there's some teeth come out, and there's a throwing up, but nothing (laughs) that I can handle. Yeah, that's nothing. All right, you want to button this up? I love you, Merlin, man.
1: I love you too, Dan Benjamin.
0: Have a good week.